0: Thank you. Everybody, Hollywood Cole here with Coach RX. What is up? What's up, man? What's up, Clear? What's going on? We are back again to talk a little bit about Resident Evil 3 today on the HK Video Game Experience. We are glad you are joining us, and uh, we want to get into a little bit of news today. We want to get into uh, the Resident Evil 3, like we mentioned before. We were talking a lot about some video game news, uh, Ready Player One. And uh, what other stuff that we talk about? Um, I don't even remember. But not video game, not video games themselves. So we wanted to get back into a little bit of retros. So we did uh, Super Metroid last time. Got Resident Evil Three here this time, 20 year old game. So it's going to be good. And we're going to keep them coming here for the next couple of episodes.
1: Cole, so Cole, uh, I, I listened to your uh, your smooth ramblings about uh, Ready Player One. I I, I agree 100%. I was totally let down by the movie. It, it did not do the book justice. I know. And he, he keeps saying, and people say that, you know, they're like, oh,
0: it's snobby, you know, to say that. But dude, it, the book was just, remember I mean, you said you read it in two days and I got on there or on there. I got to experience that book. And, you know, I was just, like, so looking forward to time. I always read at night, you know, for like, when I get in the bed. Yeah. And I mean, I was held up one time. Because uh, for whatever reason, the kids and I was just falling asleep and I couldn't really get into it. And I was just like, oh, man, I just can't. I got to see what happens next. I got to see what happens next. It's just so good.
1: The the the, the, the movie just totally overdid the CGI, you know, it, it, it may, yeah. and maybe it's just our uh, our nostalgic preference, like all the like D&D references. I was thinking back to my childhood and. You know, I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm visualizing this stuff in my mind, and I guess there's really really no way way to create that in a movie without CGI, but.
0: Well, I like the CGI because it showed, hey, he's in the video game world versus he's outside of the world, you know, so that was a good way to do it, I think, but, and plus it made you feel like you were in the uh, Oasis, you know, but. They did take a lot of the video game stuff. Like, there's a lot of video game references and '80s references and this kind of stuff in the book. That's what kind of kept you, you know. Yeah. Just, it's just cool to cool to see. But, and they didn't do that. Yeah, just RPG references and stuff. That was that's what hooked me.
1: It, it's easy to play Duran and Duran over the, you know, the arcade scene. But it just <laughs> it maybe it just wasn't a good book to to translate into a movie. Because it was definitely directed
0: at. Well, they should have did a trilogy like Lord of the Rings or something, man. You know, like per key. That that would probably would have been even better, but it probably they probably didn't think that it had enough, you know, of a following like a Lord of the Rings my or a Hobbit or whatever. Yeah. But I think that would have been really good to just kind of break it into three different movies and really dig deep into each character and stuff. But they tried to abbreviate it.
2: I thought the CG was fantastic. That's my opinion on it. I felt fully immersed it into was it. Good too. I thought I felt fully immersed into it. It, it had great uh, pull and draw. I mean, from the minute I saw the DeLorean, I was just all over it. You know, because I'm a big Back to the Future fan. So I mean, it just pulled me right in.
1: Speaking of DeLorean, did y'all see the yes. car outside the gas station <laughs> in Resident <laughs> Evil that was? <laughs>
0: I, and a flag over it. Yeah, <laughs> it had an American flag right there with the top I, of it.
1: I, I was wondering if if maybe I just was reading a little too much into it, but I swear. No, well,
0: I had to I had to I had to go back and look. I said, is that what I think it is? And it said DeLorean, it, and it had an American oh. flag over it. And I got the, I got it written down right here that we were going to talk about that DeLorean. That is tough. Oh man, I almost took a picture of it and tweeted it out
1: with with the with the broke bro, rusty crank handle.
0: <laughs> yeah, then it breaks, and you got to get the wrench and do it. It's like, like just let the why can't the why not the other thing work? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's the point of that in the game? Oh, but anyway, man. we're getting ahead of ourselves.
1: But it's 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 nice to see that game developers put Easter eggs in that game and in, in all the games, you know, just yeah, to, sure. totally unnecessarily just to to throw a ball, <laughs> throw, throw a bone to the 35 year old gamers out there
0: could have been an american flag over it too that's what's so funny <laughs> let you know yeah. american flag b- string or whatever or whatever the rope that was holding it up off the pole snapped in the zombie apocalypse and had to trade down they just fall right on top of the delorean <laughs> it's
1: perfect so what you been up to coach what you've been playing man i i just finished uh god of war last week and that uh I was telling don't, you don't
0: do any spoilers. It's
1: no spoiler, but the 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 Queen Valkyrie was the hardest foe I've ever fought in a video game. <laughs> I, I, I bet Day. I bet I spent no less than twelve to fourteen hours just fighting her over and over and over again till I finally got it. <clears throat> so is that Queen Valkyrie a uh,
0: that's is was that the final? I know it's an optional boss, but is that pretty much like the final boss? That you, yeah,
1: it's 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 really the, the the hardest thing you can do in the game, and and while it's optional, you know that's like, after you do that, there's nothing, there's gonna be nothing challenging, again. Uh, okay, unless you start over. Yeah, I've got I've played it, man. I I've, I've been loving
0: that game, and uh, you had mentioned it. I got so I got off track with that one and got um, Horizon Zero Dawn. I was playing that. And then you'd mentioned God of War and like some text or something we were talking about, and then I jumped back on there and got immediately hooked back into it and was playing like every night. And then Octopath Traveler came out and I hadn't turned that off since then. And uh, that game's awesome, man. A little two D, sixteen uh, bit old. School. I took a picture and sent it to you so you could see it. And it's it's a lot of fun, man. I mean, um, it's, that's the hot thing on Twitter. Everybody's um, tweeting it out. On
1: uh, is that on Wii U? A Switch. Switch, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, it's on the uh, Switch. Just, so, just uh, Square, the guys that did Final Fantasy and all that.
1: I, I, was, I was just, I was totally thinking Monster Hunter World Game of the Year, but I think God of War... It's got to be God, God of War. I, I think God of War has got it because there's so much of the gaming community that only does, you know, single player offline that...
0: It. That's a big thing that everybody's saying it was single player offline dead. I, I hadn't played an online game and forever besides monster hunter. That was the last one I played. I, I don't, I think that's their way off base with that. Especially when you got great games like God, I think it's, I think God of War is going to get game of the year. Um, I, I just don't think there's any other competition. You do got monster hunter, which is really good. Octopath, which is really good. Some people are saying it should be a game of the year. Now I like it because they released it. Uh, they just said, uh, there's gonna be no DLC for it or anything. It's a completed game. You know, hey, we released the game. There's no, I don't know if there was a patch day one or not. I can't remember. I think they did. Down, I think I did download something, mm-hmm. but let's um, say so this is a completed game. So that's a big deal to me. I just, I just kind of like that. It's kind of old school. Kind of fits perfectly. Yeah. But but they did a lot with the with the um, combat stuff. We won't uh, get into, but I, we'll do one. I might be do a smooth ramblings on that one.
2: I really think that uh, I think that Monster Hunter World is gonna take. Uh, game of the year. That's just my opinion. I, it's a fantastic game. They're uh, doing great DLCs for it. They're keeping it up to date. They're keeping it fresh. Yep. They're tying it in with other games. I mean, that's that to me kind of trumps over uh, a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, God of War looks. You know, it's a beautiful game. I haven't gotten gotten to play it yet, but. You know, uh, just just from everybody that I know and all the people I hear talk about it, more people are creating content for Monster Hunter World, and I think that's going to be a big push. And, you know, Game of the Year is, hey, how much are people playing this? You know, and the controls are great on that game. I was impressed with the way it controls. So
1: I've, I've, I've really liked how they, like the to Torath event and the things that they're just continuously doing to keep people interested like that, that new uh, I haven't played it for a while, but apparently they've made a like a, a blue dragon that's a a skin of lava soth. Um, you know uh, what I'm talking no, about? it's a
2: it's actually uh te- teostra There's a Teostra, te- te uh, That's it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not technically a skin. If you if you get diehards and you tell them it's a reskin of that, <laughs> they'll go ballistic on you because it's a it's a completely different uh, it's a completely different monster. It actually does fight a little different and it does have some different abilities. So it's it's pretty neat. And then when you have the tie-in of you have Behemoth from uh, Final Fantasy coming in uh, August first ish, somewhere right around there. I think it might be August 1st when it drops and it was talking about how it has one attack that if you only have one way to defend against it and if you don't defend it, you just die. It's just auto kill, and I think it's like meteor or something like that. So it's a really awesome <laughs> looking thing. It's just,
1: it's, oh yeah, it's almost like they're babysitting it. Like every two weeks, there's something new coming in, and and that's just the fact that they bring back the old events along uh-huh. with the new stuff just to let you do it again. It's just, it's really cool. I and I'm I'm still an advocate for it. I just had a a guy I work with was kind of browbeat me about. How God of War was so much better, and um.
2: <laughs> it's it, You know, God of War is in a different is in a different category of gaming, in my opinion, because it is a single player game. When you look at Monster Hunter World, yeah, you can single player it. You can even play it offline. You can even you know go out and fight all the monsters by yourself if you want to. But it's it's a social game, and I really think that when they go look at Game of the Year. They don't need to really say, like, okay, this is the game of the year. I really think that they need to say this is the social game of the year, this is the single-player game of the year, this is the versus game of the year, and have a level of those. Because I really think that saying that this is the game of the year, you end up isolating certain genres, certain groups of people, and just it's not a smart move just saying there's only one game of the year. Because, I mean, God of War, I probably won't play that until you know the end of the year just because I don't have the time to play it.
1: Well, let, so, let me ask you this: Did Monster Hunter World come out in time to win Game of the Year?
2: It Came out at the beginning of this year. It Came out like January,
1: early. Okay. Yeah that, that that was that was another argument this guy was was bringing up, and I I could have sworn it was it was well into January, like, but
2: like January twentieth, I think is when it was drop date was. Cool. So. Yeah, it's a great game. I mean, that's that's just my opinion right now, because you know, basically my favorite game right now. I mean, I am playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's a blast. But that game won all of its stuff a couple years ago, and it was a fantastic game for that. So,
1: I I just got a little burnout on it because I was I was grinding the same stuff, trying to get one more, you know, attack gem. Mm-hmm. and it just it it, it kind of it loses its appeal. To some extent,
0: that's the only thing that's gonna hurt it, and it's it's been like that since all the diehard Monster Hunter uh, players will tell you. Um, and we're gonna have a uh, and um, a grifted and uh, who else? Uh, Clear Max, Max. These dudes have world records on the game. They're world record holders for, for killing monsters in a certain time, and and they, and they would probably be the first to tell you that there's, there's two type of Monster Hunter players. There's either the brand new noobs or like the diehards, like those guys that are just that. That play the game for what it's the way that it's meant to be played by you know, speed killing these monsters, finding out what it's weak to, what you're strong, what it's you know, its attack. So you can you just basically fine tune your your character to, to do the most damage to him and take the less damage
1: each individual just, battle,
0: yeah. And you fine tune it that way. And but this this one did a good job of kind of bridging that. I think there are some media, some uh, some uh, some medium players there, like me that just kind of get on there. And my, my loadout is pretty much the same for every, every, yeah,
1: that's what I was about to say. You can, you can take a, uh, a, um, charge blade from, uh, what's the, the, the monster that dives under the ground.
2: Diablos. Uh,
1: You can take a Diablos charge blade and fight anything in the game and have a reasonable, you know, Mm -hmm. outcome. And I just very rarely do I, go any further than that. Yeah.
2: Well, if you if you look back at the old ones, and like Hollywood was saying, um, they were a lot more challenging. They were a lot more for a hardcore gamer style, uh, especially hardcore into that gaming. Uh, you couldn't do like what you can do in World and go out and wear one set of armor and go basically fight anything. You know, you had to customize your armor for every single monster and change it up. I mean, a uh, game that's going to be hitting... Uh, the Switch, the reason why I bought the Switch was Monster Hunter Generations uh, Ultimate. And that one's going to be a game more in the line of what Monster Hunter was before World. And I look forward to doing that and trying that out and seeing how hard Monster Hunter really was. And uh, the guys that we play with, uh, Grifted, Max, uh, Reptile is another one. He's, he, you know, they've been playing for a while, and you know, they just they, they love that older version of it, and they're all excited about it too. So it'll be it'll be a fun thing. It'll be something fun to talk about as well. So
0: yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to get into that to the way that it used to be. I played the Monster Hunter Three on Wii U Ultimate, I think it was. Uh, it was Monster Hunter Three Ultimate. Uh, it wasn't the same one, uh, but it, th- that's the one that we we're talking about. It came out on um, the 3ds, I think, and then it's going to mm-hmm. be ported over. But, I mean, you had to find... You had to make your own waystones and stuff, and you had to carry those with you. Uh, you could run out of them, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, but, you had to craft
2: everything in those. I mean, it's just you crazy. Had to,
0: and, yeah, they would drop you off. You know how... It does it on this one, too, on the new one, but uh, on World. It drops you off in the middle of a map. But all you got to do is fast travel to your camp. There was no fast travel on the old ones. You had to, like, run to your camp and hope you didn't get caught up by the monster and all this but um, it, it was fun. Uh, but i run. Out of, I just remember, seem to remember running out of time a lot, killing monsters on that one, and that was one of the turnoffs for me because I and it may just be my lack of knowing how to do more damage. But I mean, I always do the dual blades, and you would fight one monster. I just for me, when he's sticking in my head. He would climb on the top of cave walls and stuff, and spit poison at you, and you're just constantly getting poisoned because you can't. I couldn't do anything with it, and then he would drop down and I'd start killing him. And there was no. It was hard to tell. When they were um, hurt enough to be captured, they would walk out away a certain way. But if you did they didn't try to run away. You would, you just wouldn't know if they were. You, so you would, you had the two traps like you could, like you do now, and you would trap them and and not catch them, and you just wasted your two traps.
1: That 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 was the that was the single thing that I found unique about Monster Hunter um, was that there wasn't a like a hit point bar over the monster's head. Yeah. And, 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 and talking about poisoning, like Rathian and uh, who is the guy who would, whose neck would swell up? Uh, it was it was an early monster, uh, Pookie Pooky. Yep. It's like yep, okay. it, it's like it, it gets to the point to where you just you just naturally have three poison resistance when you fight them, so you don't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But early um, early in the game, it's just it's constantly a headache. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, and also too, I hate to um, bump up against you on that one, Hollywood, but you actually do have targeting in there. It's not the best targeting system, but you do oh, have man, a,
0: t- focus. So the new one, the the new one does, yeah. It'll it'll yeah, yeah. Hunter, to the Hunter monster World
2: does. The, the yeah, old the one Hollywood. did
0: not. You had to, yeah. I mean, the Wii U version had a thing where you could push it and it would turn the camera toward the monster. Mm. But other than that, it was
2: it was done. Yeah, in world they do. It, it, it's the first time they had actual like uh, pinpointing on a monster because you can actually target the head, the neck, the tail, and whatnot. You know, you can have tar- target points like that on it. Yeah. So, um, but the ni- the nice thing about uh, generations they call it Gen U for that's going to be coming out on the Switch here in about a month or so is uh, you'll you actually be able to play online with your pe- with your friends as well. So that, that'll bridge that gap a little bit and you can play an older one and hopefully get some help through some of those hard parts because I've heard there's some pretty crazy
1: tough monsters on that one. What what systems is that going to come out on? Just
0: on so switch. switch. Just on Just switch. switch. Yep. Switch is good, man. you got to get one because it's going to bring back and, and I talked about it in the, in the Switch one, uh, Smooth Ramblings, but they're bringing back the first thing they're bringing back in September, I think it's like I don't remember the exact, num- exact number. 10 or 15 NES games. And you can play online those old school games. But it's like old school, old school, like Icebreaker and stuff like that. Uh, they got Mario 3 and this kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's just a matter of time. I'm I'm willing to bet that it's going to be Super Nintendo games, N64 games, that are all going to play online, like bon- James Bond online or whatever, GoldenEye. But really, you know, that... that that game didn't really age real well, so that's probably a poor example. But like Mario Kart 64, mm-hmm. uh, man, dude, those games would be so much fun online. Well,
1: just, just like just playing two player Mario 3, I still think that's one of the greatest games ever. But just playing two player online, you know, with with my girlfriend, is just it's fun.
2: Yeah. Well, then, too, with the Switch, you've got so many games that are unique to it. I mean, Nintendo's reviving all their Mario stuff. You know, you're starting to have that come into the forefront. And then, too, with one of the games that I'm super uh, super excited about, Super Smash Brothers, when that one drops, that one's just like, that's one of my ultimate, all-time favorite uh, Nintendo games. You know, that's going to be a blast to play, and you're only going to be able to play it on Switch. Yep.
0: Yeah. I'm going to end up getting that one just because of the hype train behind it, and I'll give it a try and it'd be Rod fun. Ride that to train, it. I will. <laughs> there's one thing, so we're kind of transitioning to news here because I wanted to talk about this too on the um, about the hype train. I like somebody posted it on Twitter too, and I'm kind of with them on this one. Like, am I the only person? You know, they're saying like, according to my Twitch feed, I'm the only person not getting Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4. Like, oh there's gosh. a few, like it's everybody crazy. loves this. There's a whole PlayStation coming out. That's what said. Spider saying, Man designed.
2: They're making a PS4 Pro that is completely red with a white Spider Man logo on the top of it, with a red controller with all white buttons. Looks really nice, really nice thing. <laughs> but I Spider-Man mean, Man, yeah. they're I, I, jumping on it. Spider Man. I, I did not
1: even well, know. It. I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> I mean, it's like well,
2: so. It was one of it was one of Sony's. It was probably one of Sony's bigger games that they announced at E3, and uh, they pushed a lot behind it and I see why. It looks good. It looks really good, and it looks like it's going to be the best Spider-Man game ever. I've seen a lot of side-by-side comparisons of the old ones versus this one, and it just looks great. The mechanics look good. It looks like it's going to be a smooth and slick game. It follows Miles Morales around, the second Spider-Man, not Peter Parker, so that'll be a neat twist that you'll get to see that that Spider-Man versus uh, what we all know, Peter Parker. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to have you know I don't know I haven't done a lot of research with it. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan. You've heard me say it a bunch of times, but it's supposed to have the same um this fighting mechanic as Arkham City. No, uh,
1: those were great games.
0: Those were. I mean, I, I kind of I didn't I didn't bite off on the hype about that either. And then I, people would come to work and they're like, Hey, I was going to do X last night, but then I got Arkham City, and you're like, What? Man, everybody like everybody's just like going off about this game. So I just I think it was on. Um, I think it was either for free or real cheap on Xbox Live one time mm-hmm. on 360, and I got it, and I was just like, "Dude, this is this is a good game. It's really fun."
2: Yeah, I played a couple of the Arkhams. I forget which ones I played. It was the first two. Um, they were a lot of fun. They're really awesome games. Uh, Ar-
1: Arkham Asylum was perfect, and then Arkham yeah. Asylum tried to like piggyback onto the same formula, at, Arkham City, and, did. and they fell up. Yeah, they fell up a
0: little short. It's just a real open world, and it's you know Arkham Asylum is kind
2: of linear. I think I don't know Arkham Arkham Asylum was pretty linear because you pretty much were just going through the asylum and everything. But like Arkham City, it was just so spread out, and I think they tried to push it a little too much. But it was still a fun game. It was a lot of fun to play, and I enjoyed playing that one too. So I,
1: I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, reminded me of Spider Man, but totally disappointed me. Do y'all remember a game called Prototype? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that was one of the few games weird arm. That that was one of the few games I ever got from Netflix. Like I joined, I joined. Uh, no, not Netflix. What's the Netflix of video game Ga- Yeah, GameFly. GameFly. I joined it, and they never had anything I, I wanted. You see that? And, <laughs> so you had to
0: get. You had to get. They, but, what is that?
2: That's your Spider Man.
0: Oh yeah, I've seen it.
1: Yeah. But 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 finally, I got Prototype, and it was just. You were too almost like too bad that there that there was too much. You could jump, over you really literally could leap a tall building in a single bound, and it just you have to have you have to have limitations. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: why I didn't like that uh, Doctor Strange when I saw that because he was just too powerful, and I was like, this guy's not like a he doesn't have a weakness. You know, he didn't have anything, but I didn't know he was. I didn't know the story of the Infinity Stones, and after I saw. Infinity War. I was like, oh, okay. Now it makes perfect sense why he's so powerful, and that that makes it cooler. But yeah, I was like, you man, it's like if you if you're just so powerful, you can do whatever you want to do. That's not that fun to watch. Yeah. yeah it,
2: well, if you re- it, this, with Doctor Strange, if you uh, kept up with him in the comics, you you know his weaknesses. You know where his flaws are. I mean, he's human and he's cocky, and so that just he carried it over from his. You know, when he was a surgeon over, he carried his cockiness into into becoming the Sorcerer Supreme. And that was one of his weaknesses throughout all the storylines. So, uh, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite uh, characters in the Marvel Universe, for y'all yeah. that don't know. So, uh, so, I follow him a lot, but, you know, that's really fun.
0: Well, what else we got, man, in the news?
2: Uh, so, uh, No Man's Sky. So, I want to point oh, yeah. this game out. So, this game, I I played it when it first came out. It was promised to be this amazing, open, like, universe exploring things with billions of planets to explore. And for the most part, it, it, it was kind of that. And then everybody started busting on it because it was supposed to, quote-unquote, be multiplayer. Well, many people went to the same planet, were standing, standing on the same exact spot, they have videos of it, and they don't see each other. So it was a flaw in the game, it ended, up become, <laughs> ended, up become, it ended up becoming You'll big You'll never issues. find anybody, it's because it you invisible. Exactly, so, so it ended up becoming a big flaw in the game, and they, they've put a lot of work into patching and everything, and I actually think I might rebuy the game, because I can buy it for like 10 bucks in a bargain bin right now. Um, I still actually have the save data on my console as well, so I actually could pick up where I left off. But they've added multiplayer in, and they just said that they're actually going to start updating it every two weeks, giving it fresh new content to grow it to where you can play with your buddies. One of the videos I saw of it recently was people jumping in their ships and actually speeding off through one of the planets, and then taking off into outer space to go to the uh, to the bigger ships that are out there to the um, I forget what they call them, uh, little bases they have out there. So, I mean, it, it looks like they've done a lot of improvements on it and it might be worth checking out, especially considering that you could probably get it pretty cheap probably in the, in a, in the used game bins at GameStop and whatnot. Well, here's the thing about that.
0: It's just, uh, I didn't play it, but it got a bad rap. The development team is 15 people on that whole team. Just 15. And um, something happened before they released it that it leaked and then somebody says, cause it's supposed to be like you said, this multiple universe. You'll never find the end of the game and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it leaked out to some journal or to somebody and they beat it in 30 hours and they put, Hey, I reached the end of no man's sky in 30 hours and everybody's up in arms. Hey, it's supposed to be this unending game and blah, blah, blah. And so, and then now they're not releasing no man's sky to journalists and all this and they, and they were going to, and they did, but it was just delayed. It wasn't like they stopped doing it. So, they, they, so the, the hype train took a bad turn before the game was even released. Yeah. And they still had to release... They, so something called going Gold, if you know the, these terms to where you ship your game to Xbox 360 or Microsoft or whoever, and they run it through their... It's literally a whole group. It's my whole, whole job it is to just run the game in the system to make... Not, not to see if the game runs fine. It has nothing to do with the content. But make sure it doesn't crash the Xbox, make sure it doesn't mess up Xbox live. You got all your boxes checked. You got your store in in place and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, so they wait till they go gold before they start patching other things in it. And so between going gold and going out, it got leaked somehow and they got demolished before they, And they're still releasing patches for it to make it the game that they promised it to be. And so it got it got run down that way. And so after knowing knowing that and learning that kind of stuff, I'm with you. I think we may want to give this another shot and just really take it for what it is. I mean, anybody believes that this is a, an endless game, a game of infinity. I mean, you know, it's infinity planets and all this, which is just randomly generated. Uh, There's not like a lot of thought that went into it. Each planet to make it's, it some kind of some type of strategic yeah. and cool item somewhere or whatever. It's just random. Um, it's
2: random and it's just explore stuff and have fun. That's all it it was meant to be, and they're finally getting to that. And I really think that, you know, I I really think I want to put it put it back in the PS4 and give it another spin and see how see how it goes. And I'd like y'all to jump on it and you know run with it because I think it would be a fun game to play with. Because I mean it's another it's another one of those social games, and that's how it was kind of marketed at first. Was it's going to be a social game, and then of course it wasn't. So. Um, I really think with all the changes they've done to it, I think it's you know it's worth to give it another another go. You were going to say were you going to say something with it, Coach?
1: No, I just uh, I just I, I know a couple of guys who are who are really really big on it. You know, at release, that were totally disappointed. But yeah, you know, looking looking now, I mean that that's essentially what you want in a game. Is you want the ability to to generate a Perpetual cycle of random encounters, because then it never will end. You know, yeah, it, it, even even EverQuest, what they what they intended to do, it's it's not random. It just it has no end. You know, oh, yeah. you're you're doing the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> and if 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 you have the opportunity to just log in and do something totally different, Diablo three almost nailed that. Because it, it totally randomly generates your experience, but there's not enough uh, there's not enough variety in what you're doing for it to make it worthwhile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: something like that. That's just a loot grind. Is all that game is, and you gotta you got and they do got a ton of loot. I mean, that's one thing it always has going for it. But they need to just constantly be releasing new 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 stuff for it. You know, new new loot that can Drop maybe just drop a, a patch in there where you don't even know. Hey, there's new loot here, but you know that's all it yeah. says. New loot.
1: Well, well <laughs> they just well, sent that. Well, the, out. The, 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 awesome. There's a certain type of gamer that I am not. But you say you beat a game, you platinum a game, you've got a weapon that does say 75 damage. Well, the developers they release this new weapon that does 76 damage. You immediately jump back on board. Do whatever they ask of you to get that new weapon, just because you want to be at the peak of the game at all times. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's like I get well.
0: They got those. They got those. Um, what is it called when you have to? I can't remember. I hadn't played it in a long time. But you go to a world and you collect all the different some some objects to open up the gate to go fight at that level. The gate
1: so you're on that's uh, that's Diablo 3
0: yeah what's it called though the gate the the portal or whatever I can't remember but anyway it doesn't matter but you go there and you finish that one in a certain amount of time or kill all the enemies then you next time you open it you're on level 7 or depending on how good you did you could get on level 1 you crushed it now you're on level 7 and you start climbing up that thing To I think we're on like level 60 right now but you know that's how they keep score on that and there's like seasons you know uh, that they restart every quarter or something but, I mean, you release just new loot. Man, they're going to just to be a feeding frenzy on what kind of loot you can... But no, nothing else about it. Don't say, hey, we released this this weapon that's out there, and it, this is what it's called, and, you know, the Thunder Blade, and it does this, and, the, and you just kind of gave it away. Now everybody knows I'm not going to go run anything until I know I have this weapon. But yeah. if they think they got the best weapon, but there's actually some other legendary thing out there, you know, they'll, they'll keep grinding. But... Um, that, that's a that, that's a good idea if it was random or whatever and, and had new new loot all constantly. But anyway, what else you got, man? Clear.
2: Well, just funny because I'm scrolling through some of the news stuff here because I've I've been slacking on our Facebook page. I've been swamped at work and all the other stuff, so it's You're just so losing funny a lot we're... of likes too because of that. Uh, I see <laughs> that. I We've lost like four that.
0: or five likes. <laughs> I see that. Well, then quit unliking the page. I got to figure out who it was and
1: message them. No, yeah. the... uh. They're called Greater, but, uh, greater Riffs. I, yeah, I, Riffs. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're that. fine. You're
2: fine. But uh, I just thought that was funny. We were talking about No Man's Sky, and it says, uh, two years later, this article here titled, Two Years Later, the Hype for No Man's Sky is Back. So, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, the other bit of news, I had some. Let me see what I did with it. Uh, oh, I know I don't bring it up. So I'm going to bring up the, uh, the, the game that shall not be named on the podcast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm bringing it up for two quick reasons. One, uh, it was kind of a little bit of a controversy, but uh, you know, uh, Forsaken is dropping for it in uh, September, and it's supposedly where Kate Six dies. Well, the voice actor for Kate Six has been doing it for a while. Nathan Filion is actually not doing the voice acting for him in Forsaken. It's actually going to be Nathan Drake, the guy that does. Uh, uh, Nathan Drake. Uh, no, not Nathan Drake oh, <laughs> Nolan that's North epic, that,
1: that's an epic name <laughs> uh,
2: that's the guy from Uncharted I think yeah Nathan Drake is the guy from Uncharted which Nolan North voices him it's Nolan North that does the voice for him he's also the guy that does the voice for Ghost in Destiny that took over for Peter Dinklage which I think was a terrible mistake on Destiny's yeah, part I think this is another terrible mistake on Destiny's part but something that is uh, kind of piquing my interest a little bit that they just dropped to go back and play Destiny some is uh, they dropped the, uh, the, the Black Nail Black Spindle um, in Destiny 2. So it's not called that. It's called the Eater of Worms or something like that. I forget uh, forget exactly what it's called, but really nice looking gun. It looks like it's got the original Black Nail perk on it. Uh, not the watered down black spindle perks. so just two there's, little tidbits there.
0: There's a lot of stuff come out for that, and I, like I told you before, we did this podcast, I was gonna get into a lot of the, the Destiny 2 stuff, but I chose not to because we've we'll been here all day. But anyway, Edgy just uh, Edgy is Thunder, she was on the um EverQuest one with, with us three actually. Uh, she'll be back to talk about Destiny 2, they're fans of Destiny 2. Um, so I'm not a big fan of it but that's okay I'd love to hear the other side of it I don't wish Destiny 2 to fail um, I just wish that it's known for what it is Um, what I what I perceive it is and I think that the facts are all there to, to say this is what it is but whatever I mean we're going to have a nice discussion about all of this and I'm looking forward to that one that'll be really good
2: yeah So, and I'm a fence rider on Destiny I like it but then I don't it's my guilty pleasure right now so well cool uh, go ahead,
1: Mitch. I I, I was just going to say, there's very few games. A game would have to be really bad for me to play it with a bunch of my friends and not have a good time. You know what I'm well, saying?
0: That's a good one. To Destiny 2 is a perfect example of that. <laughs> that's why I don't play it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I'm dead serious, man. I mean, it's just nothing there to do. It, it you gets monotonous
2: really quick. So, and, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's like it's like
0: all four of us getting on Goldeneye and then just shooting the glass over and over. <laughs> that's that's about as Pretty fun much. as it gets. Pretty and much. It, okay, let's go shoot this glass out. I'm going to shoot it with a pistol this time. All right, I'm going to shoot it with the F90. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just like that's all it is. But anyway, man, I, we'll get into that later.
2: So um, be- before we move on to our next bit, I actually want to. Uh, announce my contest for the Mega Man Pop.
0: Okay. So so, so before you start, there's two contests that we're going to be doing and announcing here. This is one of them the Mega Man Pop that that clears running.
2: Yep. And then uh so the um the Mega Man Pop, so what we're going to do is for the contest is it's very simple. If you've listened to the podcast, you should know this should be an easy win for you. It's for the Mega Man Black Hole Pop. Uh, e3 exclusive really nice looking pop um, all you have to do is tell me what two genres of pops I collect so just tell me the genre of pops I collect and Mega Man can be yours I'll mail so them send to you us on Facebook send them on or whatever yeah you can tell it you can tell yeah uh, just send me a message on Facebook do it through the podcast just make sure you send a message so it's not right there on the front page you know just let me know and uh, I'll, I'll get that pop sent out to you, and we'll, we'll go from there.
0: All right, so then the other contest we're doing is we've done one with the Super NES Mini before, so now we finally got one of the elusive NES Minis. Um, so the old-school re-release of the NES Mini is out. This one, we want to make sure that we ship this to one of our listeners. So the way that this one's going to work is that uh, we are going to release a secret word for every podcast that we do from here on until the podcast ends. And we don't know how long it's going to run, maybe four weeks, something like that, maybe a month or two. The other one we ran, we ran two and a half months, probably something around that time. Um, so So we released a secret word. So all you have to do is like us on anyone, like the uh, the podcast channel. So h is it HKXPEXP on the Facebook
2: HNKEXP.
0: Okay, so HNK EXP on Facebook, all right? So, uh, or Twitter or um, Instagram. So, or on uh, the Podbean app. So, all these links are in our description, okay? So, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or Podbean, not our personal pages, not our Hollywood Cole Twitters or whatever, our Clearfire Twitters, but the, the page, like it, okay? So the, but that's gonna do a lot for you. So all you do is once you find the secret word, which I'm gonna announce in a minute, you send it to us in a message there, that gives you one vote. Any likes that you already have or you you do, you get times two that. So if you like uh, the Facebook page, you'll get times two. So one times two is two, you like the, uh, you like the um, Twitter, then it's times two again, so now you're at four, and so on and so forth. So you get more and more votes the more that you like us all.
2: You basically, if you like all four of the places, you can basically get a times eight multiplier. Exactly. Logarithmic. And so
0: in every, in every time that you uh, do, you we got a word that counts as one, so we're going to release a new word next week or whatever, so now you got two votes times eight and so on and so forth. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you straight up, not a lot of people go through the trouble of doing this, okay? So not a lot of people are going to be playing. I can go ahead and tell you. So if you're hearing this, go do it, and you're going to have a great chance of winning. I'm going to tell you right
2: now. I mean, we will. E- I'm even. I'm even going to post the post the stuff on Facebook page, so you know we've got a contest going on. But you're not going to know the secret word unless you listen. You can have all the likes you want, but you're still going to have zero. Entries. You've got right. to have at least one entry to get any votes. Yeah. So you've got to listen to the page. Whatever you do, if you you know if you know the secret word, you've got to make sure it's a private message to us. Please don't post it on our page. If you do post it on our page, we will delete it off the page. So that way, it's not up there for get everybody negative to see. Times. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so 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 just make sure you do a message to us. You, I mean, if you want to message either me or Hollywood personally with it you can just please make sure it's a message make sure it's not a post okay. on our pages and we'll acknowledge it we'll acknowledge it, let you know you got an entry yeah. and if and you we ask will. us at any time we'll tell you how many entries you have exactly we're, we're gonna keep it up keep track of it so you'll you'll be set you'll know what you've got and if you think there's any discrepancies then we can help fix it from there but make sure you like everything you like everything you've got more multipliers so that's how we're going to play it and like hollywood said you know, we're not sure exactly how long we're going to run it. It's going to be at least four at least four you know four podcasts. We'll have four different secret words at the very least. We might have more than that, just depending on depending on participation. If you know the more people participate, and we might make it go longer. We might make it go shorter. Who knows? But
0: yeah, we're not going to drag it out though. I mean, it's not going to be long. You're going to get your NES. Uh, you know, if you, if we're going to do the same thing: random roll, and then whoever mm-hmm. lands on, we're going to get it. Exactly. So. The secret word of the day is, well, funny if we both thought of this at the same time, Locke from Final Fantasy VI, SNES, L-O-C-K-E, Locke, my favorite character on there. So that's the word, Locke. So just message us that, you get your vote. All right, cool, man. So let's go ahead and jump into this Resident Evil uh, 3 stuff. So Coach, we play, and you too, uh, Clear. I don't know if you were around at Jones at the time. The Iceman. So, so before I mean, before I get into Iceman, Stars. <laughs> yeah. Before so, um, Resident Evil Two. I played that one. I got it for Christmas or something. I just it was all hyped up in like Game Pro or something, and I got it. Love the game. Phenomenal game. Two disc game. Once Leon, once Claire. You play through Leon, and you think, "Hey, I'm done." You put in Claire's disc, and you pick up uh, with you know you play le. Claire's point of view of that and what you've done with Leon will we'll carry over to Claire and, and our vice versa. You don't have to play any particular one first, but you do. You finish both of theirs and the biggest surprise of all, I think it was probably six to eight months after I'd already finished the game that I found out that, man, you can kind of pick up. There's a whole nother a B story for each one of these characters and it was phenomenal. That's, a completely different story. That,
1: that's, that's brilliant game design. It's
0: awesome. And so, Resident Evil Three was supposed to be a, basically a 2.5 for the Resident Evil series. And from my understanding, they were in a, they were doing tons of Resident Evils at this time. They were making a bunch of them and dedicated X amount of people to Resident Evil 2.5. That Resident Evil, the real Resident Evil Three, got delayed and delayed and delayed, and it never came out. And so, a lot of stuff is happening right now with this Resident Evil. Resident Evil One. Is a survival horror game. So all the Resident Evil fans love survival horror. So what does that mean? You gotta run most of the time. You got very limited ammo, very limited healing items, stuff's popping out and scaring you. You're actually in a mansion, uh, which which everything fits, which we're going to talk about here, these weird puzzles and all this kind of stuff, because you don't know what's going on. There's a there's zombies everywhere, it's just kind of freaky. <clears throat> and that's where it fits perfectly. Resident Evil 2 comes out. And now you're in the police station the whole time, essentially. So you're in two different, you know, police station is real weird. You know, it has all these weird puzzles. They try to carry this trend over with these puzzles. It doesn't really, we're going to talk about Resident Evil 3 and kind of how that plays in. But remember, this was supposed to be 2.5. They wanted it to be, have a little bit more action. I mean, when you start off as Jill Valentine, you have a assault rifle, machine gun. You know, and the other ones, you had a pistol because you're just a cop. Um... And so they started off with this to make it more action-oriented. Uh, they had a little bit more ammo and healing stuff than you normally would. Um, if you play on easy, you're going to constantly have plenty of stuff like that. They had a dodge button in there. They had a 180-degree turn. So they, they had to try to implement all these different things. It uses a lot of the set, settings and pre-rendered graphics from Resident Evil 2. And the tank controls that people love or hate are in Resident Evil 3 as well but i didn't even this this came out like a year after uh resident evil 2 and i didn't even know it existed and we're sitting at jones probably playing tekken or something and it is after christmas and here comes the ice man and drops resident evil 3 down on the, our lap uh at, at, in that dorm room and we're like, i'm like dude resident evil 3 this is going to be awesome this is just, this is better than you know resident evil 2 but it's one disc so you're like oh man is it going to be as long or whatever you know pop that joker in man we played that over, I played every bit of it over there at at that dorm at Jones with the uh, with you and and Reed and uh, Flex and whoever the other guy was. I can't remember.
1: I think I I think our room number was like five twelve or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they always had the doors open. On oh, that um,
1: on oh, that little bitty little bitty
0: TV. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I love that. Uh, and so that's how I first experienced the game. And that's my very first... Every time I see Resident Evil 3, it's the first thing I think about. And, we, and you sit there with me and we play and we're trying to solve these puzzles and stuff. And the puzzles are ridiculous in Resident Evil 3 because they still want to keep that essence of the evil mansion. And, you know, like... <laughs> you know, and I remember mentioning this. I remember, I don't know how I remember this, but mentioning this to you or sitting on the couch. And I said, man, these puzzles are just kind of ridiculous. Because it has a clock that you got to put jewels in to open up the city hall. Yeah. Like nobody would have that, of course. And you're like, yeah, there's like a battery off in the mayor statue, which there is, you know. And it's like a car battery in the whole town that can power this lift later on in the game. But there's one it's off in a mayor statue.
1: What, one thing I noticed that um, I wrote down I wanted to mention was a lot of a lot of the puzzles in the game are there to see if you're paying attention to the story like say you go in the hospital scene you go to this doctor and he has a note and all yeah. his note is like what was it like 410 or 140 or something or 40 11 yeah. or whatever or but, 531 but, but then later on you walk up to this safe and it has a three-digit unlock code that are numbers yeah. y- you know it's like Either you remembered it, or you remember at least to run back to that doctor's corpse and look at that note again. And there, there were yeah. se- there were several puzzles in the game like that, like they ju- yeah. they just wanted to see if you were reading the lore as you were going.
0: Yeah, that's part. That's a big part of the game. Those memos, and they um, they actually. I think they store in your memo notepad or something. You don't have to go all the way back what, once you've you, collected it. You do
1: have to manually store them, though. I do remember that. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, you, you 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 have like empty slots in your your record, and you have to like drag it over and store it. I I did notice that from from watching that that playthrough.
0: I went back to Resident Evil Two recently being made about a year ago and, and three to try to get back into them. And after kind of watching this and doing this, it really makes me want to kind of go back through and really... These games have a lot of replay value, which we'll get, we'll get to in a minute depending on the grades you get and all the stuff you unlock. But one of the things I didn't really understand <clears throat> or I don't like, I guess I understand it, but is these save ribbons. Like you can't only... So you have to have a save ribbon to get on the typewriter and save your game. And um, that... You can run out of those, and then you can't save your game anymore. I mean, you know, what What if I run out? I, mean, I don't know how many you have, but people say, I had like 10 or 12 left when I'm done or whatever, and I saved a lot. I'm sure you, I've never run out, I mean, playing any of these Resident Evils, but um, it just takes up an inventory slide, and it makes you, like, scared to save it. What if I don't save it for two hours because I don't want to run out, of in, run out of ink ribbons, or I don't have one, I die? Well, then it's like, do I really want to go back and play two hours of the game again? You know, even when it was new. But, uh, so that takes up something, you know. And then they, they kind of talk about the th- different items that you use. And I'm sure you saw it too, where you use a key. And it's like, this key is no longer required. Do you wish to keep D- it? Discard like, it. Why, yeah. yeah. Do you wish to discard it? Like, why would I say no? Yeah. You know, just yeah, get rid of it. You, got, you
1: have to trust them. But there was one item, you got, you got to use the wrench like twice, I think, in the game. So it didn't tell you to discard that.
0: Yeah, you, and uh, I thought that would be a secret to where if you don't, that's going to trick you. Like, no, I don't. I want to keep this because there's going to be something later. This game's yeah. lying to me. You know, it's going to be something good.
2: Well, I've I've learned I've learned the hard way to mistrust games at all times. You know, I've been bur- have <laughs> been burned many too too many times. And if it asked me, did do, do you want to discard this? I go no, no I going to keep no. it. And so I've always had the so I've always had the problem of not having enough inventory space because I keep all the stuff that it asks me. Okay, this is no longer useful. Do you want to discard it? I'm like, no, I'm going to keep it. I mean, you look at you look at some of my vault space and some of my other games, and I've got stuff in there that you should never keep, but I just kept it because it's like, I've been burned before. I know this is going to come in handy somewhere, and this is going to be reused somehow. So. Yeah,
0: your inventory space is just so limited that, I mean if you, you can pick up all these items, jewels or whatever. And one thing that I always liked about the Resident Evil series, you're running through this hallway over and over, nothing happens. Well, let's say there's a you know, one from the old school game, there's a, a diamond key, okay. So then you pick up the diamond key and you know where to go. Well now the game knows you have the you have the key. So you go through this hallway that you've gone through like fifteen times and nothing's it, happened. It triggers but a now that you saying. got the key. It yeah, triggers like
1: a cutscene. Something's
0: saying. gonna jump out, you know. That's a pretty cool deal
2: yeah especially with uh, especially with uh, uh, Resident Evil 3 you have the nemesis jumping out all the time and, uh, that, that joker scared me so many times playing that game because he jumped out and I'm not a big fan of horror stuff. So it just it would always trip me out and scare me and everything. And I remember a lot of the times with the game, as I didn't play it, I was watching Hollywood play it because I was like, dude, play this game for me. I, I, I don't want to play it because it you know, creeps me out, but I want to play it. Till, you know I want to be able to watch it. So I,
1: I always ran from the nemesis. But I, but I, I do remember uh, at one point in the game, whenever you meet up with uh, Carlos the first time, <laughs> and he gives you that... Uh, it lo- it lo- it looks like a Alice uh, shoulder, yeah. and it it bumps your inventory up by two. <laughs> yeah, you, it's you a know? big deal. So, so you say you can carry two extra herbs or or two, 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 <laughs> two, two extra gunpowders. I can, but,
2: now, I can but now I can carry two two of those extra worthless
1: keys. I, I I wrote this down too because I know y'all can relate to it. But one thing I don't remember a game prior to this doing was. Um, Y'all know every game usually limits how much of a certain item you can carry. You know, like ammo, healing yeah. potions, etc., etc. But they let you carry the components to combine, to make the items. You, right. know, you know what I'm saying? And that's one yeah. of the big things I remember about Monster Hunter was you always, you carried your max amount yeah. of items, but you also carried the components to make more if you needed them in the field. Yeah, like your
0: traps and whatnot.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah this game introduced, uh, as Clear was talking about, the Nemesis system and the, and what you're talking about, Coach, is the, the making of the, the weaponry, the gunpowder and stuff. You can make freeze rounds, acid rounds, uh, pistol ammo, pistol ammo plus, shotgun shells, whatever. I mean, you can make all your different stuff and you get to choose kind of how you want to, to play the game. And, you know, if you like using the shotgun or the, the pistols or whatever... Uh, you can get plenty of ammo for that. But I remember playing this at, uh, like we were talking about at Jones, and I don't ever, we never ran from the nemesis. We always fought the nemesis. And, because uh, I didn't know you could just, I always remember fought, uh, fighting him. Um, just thinking, oh, here he is again. We got to fight him. Well, he drops. Every time you kill him, he drops certain things. Like what? the first two times you kill him, he drops like the what? best pistol in the game. What?
1: Weapon components. That, yeah, he drops. That, uh, I, I never got that. Weapon. Like the Eagle I wrote it down, it's an Eagle 6.0 and I never got it because I never thought you could kill him, you know, like the zombies, you shoot them like six times they fall down, they get back up, you shoot them a couple more times, they're dead well, you could empty two clips into the nemesis and he's not dead so yeah. my, you just he my, never fall. my my gamer mind thinks that I'm just wasting MO and this is a an invulnerable enemy, you know so you don't get that choice. If you can run, you should
0: run. You know that's what. But in the nemesis, is really cool when you run from him because it's kind of freaky. He, he runs. You know he'll he'll charge you, and they got it set up so, so perfectly, so technically coordinated. Yeah, so coordinated that, you know, you'll turn and run and go out to another screen, and then. By the, you say the door at the end of the hallway or whatever, like, right when you're getting to the end of the hallway, he's like, I mean, you can run full speed. And right before you open the door, he's getting ready to swing. Sweet. He's like, right back. Yeah. And you're like, golly, it's right there. And uh, you will even go through a door and reload a new, new area. And you're running around and then that music kick, kicks on. And then it, it changes and he's chasing you again. I mean, it's really, that's the whole game. It's this thing. His whole purpose is to kill stars members.
1: What what there was some part of the game that, it um, it it really uh, encourages you to replay it because I remember like very vividly watching that playthrough, the like scare scenes like where the dogs would come out or the birds would come out or zombies would jump through the window. I knew exactly where they were, and this was what twenty years ago. Yeah. I, I, there was some part of the game like like <laughs> it was the early stages of what we now consider platinum like for some reason we played that game over and over and over again trying to do something oh, yeah you know what I'm saying and I just can't put my finger on what it was like challenges what, or something maybe
0: well no you just well so you got a grade at the end of the game and so you got an ABC or an s. A, B, C, D, E or whatever. And so depending on what you got, and it unlocked a new game at the end of it, mercenaries. And so you could play that mercenaries game, get money to um to buy infinite weapons, you know, infinite ammo weapons in the real game to go back and play it again. Maybe that's
1: what it was.
0: And so, but you only to get that grade and like S is a rank that's elusive to like even the hardcore players. They don't <laughs> that don't really know how to get that. that that's
1: the Japanese A plus, <laughs> S.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like is it, some people are saying it only exists in a Japanese game, but some people are saying no, you have to run through, you can only use a pistol or a knife, no heals or saves. These guys are beating it with no saves or no heals in less than two hours and we're still not getting an S. That's so and I can't find anything online. Maybe it doesn't exist. Or people are claiming that they can do it. Uh, but but something I was thinking about while while I was watching this stuff again, and how we really like this game and enjoy this game, and you saw those cutscenes that when you saw the cutscene, you're like, dude, this is awesome. Because what did we play before this?
1: Tomb Raider? Super
0: Nintendo, man. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just Super Nintendo. Yeah. And so this was these graphics were phenomenal. I mean, just imagine going from a Super Nintendo to this, and yeah, N sixty four came out in ninety six, but PlayStation was out in ninety five. So we're still kind of getting these graphics, getting used to these graphics. This game came out in ninety nine, so it's three years after the um, after the N sixty four. But still, I mean, this is a this is what we talked about being clear before the jump in graphics and and just. The quality of the games from Nintendo to Super Nintendo to N sixty four or whatever PlayStation two, just phenomenal. You're not going to see those technical jumps anymore because yeah. it's just being fine tuned now. But um, <coughs> very uh, very cool to 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 kind of think back and see that and these these scenes and stuff. Uh, I, One scene. Go ahead. I, I
1: was just going to say I, I read that they made a point to make like. The, the game, like the, the the atmosphere, everything was supposed to be perfect and you're just supposed to be running around in it. But they yeah. they, they got through the, the the hardware requirements by the fact that you couldn't interact with most of the environment. Right. It's like, you know, the barrels you can blow up. Occasionally there was something you could climb. But for the most part, it was like a, a stagnant image that was... Very ahead, pre rendered, yeah, pre ahead of its time, and you're just living in that world, <laughs> yep.
0: And they have you know, you could tell something you can interact with is just like a slightly different color or something, <laughs> they're standing out. You're like, yeah. that, don't, that don't look right, <laughs> let's go mess with that. Yeah. It's got to be something uh-huh. the game wants me to do. Push that
1: stool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, a really random memory stool. for me from this whole game and everything is you know, bring up Nemesis is. The tie-in between it and actually the movies because you know there's a whole series of movies with this as well and i remember nemesis being uh, almost an exact copy from the from the game to the movie and i was like you know that's pretty awesome that you know because this was back you know when video game movies weren't really done very well still aren't done very well to this day and um, they had, they had that nemesis in there, and I thought that was a really cool twist and really good way to have it, which the movie and the games don't line up at all. They did have Jill Valentine in there, and, and they have a lot of the characters in there. But I, that's just one of my favorite things about it is that twist there. And like I said before, I didn't play this one a whole lot. I mean, I did play it some but I mainly got Hollywood to play it, so that's why most of my memories are watching him beat up on these monsters all the time. So
1: I, I, I think part of the appeal of it was it wasn't necessarily a zombie thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. you encounter in the game looks more like an alien. It's just, it's, it's pretty much... <laughs> Big spiders and yeah, stuff, like, where did the, that come the, from? The, the only requirement is that it's not a human. <laughs> yeah. You know? They've got a
0: worm crawling around, grave digger, yeah, that, digging up holes. That, the,
1: the final boss looked like a trimmer. <laughs> you, <laughs> so you know like, what I'm saying?
0: So, like, that that's kind of where the story, you know, this is what I was kind of thinking about here, and I don't really even know how to explain it. The story never really crossed my mind, and I wonder, I never played the first one. I went back and tried to they re-released it HD and all this on uh, PlayStation, and it was free. One month it's like 15 bucks otherwise and I, I got it um, and and started playing it but it is a it is a totally different experience in terms of you know you don't know about no T virus and all this kind of stuff so I wonder if it's like an after- hey we're gonna develop this real creepy game where you're trying to survive with uh, with zombies it's gonna have some puzzles because you're trying to figure this thing out you're in this big creepy mansion and Resident Evil 1, you know, where you're trying to figure out all these weird puzzles. This guy's like a madman or something. You know, you're trying to figure this whole thing out, and that's what kind of worked. And then in Resident Evil 2, and it may have, and don't get me wrong, there's some diehard Resident Evil fans listening. You know, I, I, I'm not a super uh, fan. I don't know enough about the story in the old school games to know, maybe they did mention T-Virus and all this kind of stuff, that they're actually some kind of biological um, <clears throat> virus that, that caused this, which I mean obviously it did, but it starts to get more into all these Corporations and you know, Umbrella Corps and all this has, has some evil intent and all this, and the Stars members are trying to stop them. And you know, even in Resident Evil Three, Umbrella has its own army that it sends in to 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 do something. You know, you start getting into these these stories like that. And I just wonder how it's a whole. I mean, it's it's this whole universe that they've created. Um. So from Resident Evil Three, we jump into Resident Evil Four, and that's where I mean, I own like a little. It's a metal case for it. I mean, it's like a collector's. It has a picture of Ada Wong in there. It's uh, like a collector's picture or whatever. It looks really cool for PlayStation 2. And a lot of that hard Resident Evil fans do not like Resident Evil 4. That,
1: that That's the divide. The divide yeah. between what is Three the best. Four. Yeah, exactly. That That's kind of what I found just by generic, just a Google, filling it out that, that you've got the, the Resident Evil 3 fans are our age that appreciate that nostalgia. And then the Resident Evil 4 fans probably start, you know, in the next generation. Yeah. Because they they change the mechanics of the game. They, um,
0: It's over the shoulder. It's more, it's a lot action-y. It's not even scary at all. it's,
1: It's more like Doom than it is like, you know, <laughs> that's the, a good way to put the it. The third though. person shooter that we're accustomed to. I, I was trying
0: to think about that. Cause the Resident Evil four. So before that, that they had like, and I don't know the order and I don't know, maybe I'm off of my dates a little bit, but like Resident Evil zero. Um, what was these other ones out there? Code Veronica, like all these different ones that were out there and they weren't doing real well. I don't think. And I bought one, I think it was zero Resident Evil zero on the GameCube, And I, I played it for an hour. I just could not get into it for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe I had other games or whatever. Nothing against that game per se. But I don't know why. I just never got into it. But Resident Evil 4 came out and hooked me. I like Resident Evil 4. <clears throat> I enjoyed playing Resident Evil 5 too because you could play it online. Uh, and me and uh, Revelations played that all the way through. And I bought Resident Evil 6. It was on sale. And that got a lot of hate. But I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't finish it. I probably played eight or 8 to 10 hours of it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but, you know, but I can, I try to see it from the perspective that the Resident Evil guys see it. it, is if this was a Final Fantasy game, you know, and like, hey, they're Final Fantasy 2 and 3 and and 7 and kind of how they've always done it, and then we go to 13, you know, a completely different game, yeah. and if it, they kept going off with a 13 tangent, I'd be like, this is not even a Final Fantasy game, you know, <laughs> this is something well, a
1: completely different... Why, why didn't y'all just change the title altogether? Exactly. So that's
0: what they I'm sure that's what they're thinking. So that's what they did with Resident Evil 7. They said if you want hard, then we're gonna bring it back and they brought that game back hard. and I thought it was real scary. and I just watched playthroughs on it. Um, I, and people won't even play it in DR, but it's pretty it's pretty crazy. So one thing I noticed about this game man, um, I was just looking because it kind of stood out. there was a girl zombie like right at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember any of the girl zombies. Like, they're, they're being girl zombies. And there's, like, one at the beginning of the game, and, like, that's it for a long time.
1: She looks just like a like a human, like a normal person.
0: Yeah, I got, like, a skirt and everything. And uh, there's only ten girl zombies that I counted in the whole game. So that, but it kind of fits, because Raccoon City, where it takes place, is probably, like, a very noble city. And they knew as soon as this outbreak happened, they, like, got all the women and children out. Because there's no children zombies. And there's only a few girl zombies. So they got all of them out. So that's, like, a story that you just got to kind of, you got to kind of That makes sense. Yeah, that's all that happened.
1: Listen to this. Uh, I was was doing some research because I I never got any enhanced ammo because I didn't know it existed. You have to do eight combines of ammo before Dang. it gives you the, the, uh, the gunpowder and the, you know, reloading kit yeah, before wow. you get the opportunity to do advanced ammo. Well, there's only 21 jars of, uh, of, uh, gunpowder a in the game and 15 of gunpowder B in the entire game. Oh, wow. That That's like, you, know, you well they're saying it's random man I mean I've heard it's random like well
0: I mean there's only going to be the max amount like that but even so that like, and it may just be people playing it on hard and easy but I just have more faith in the that people that know what they're talking about about this game there's I've heard other people talk about when there's one part where you go down uh let's see where it's kind of in this where you got to synthesize it's not Carlos Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know the exact part, but it's some part in, a, in a, later on in the game to where you go down. and You open this this thing, and they have either two A's and two B's. They have two A's and two B's, or nothing. And it's a fifty-fifty chance mm-hmm. that it's going to have that. And so they they'll talk about that too. Like where you go down a, a, a hallway and have three zombies there, you die, restart, and go down. Then it'll be like dogs there. It it changes. Yeah.
1: Well, that, that, that's, that's one, one of the things about this, the items in this game that kind of threw me for a loop was uh, the first time you go to that gas station with the, uh, the rusty crank and you try to yeah. open that door and it breaks. And you're like, yeah, you're like, oh, f-. you know, I, I just, yeah. I lost my item and I didn't progress the game. You know that, right. that that's kind of counterintuitive to the the way we've grown up playing video games. You think you've done something wrong,
0: and that's the whole point of that. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be. What's the other what other point would it be, other than just make you think, oh, I just either I messed up or yeah. I mean, why, why would that even be in the game? Hey, here's an item to use. Ah, psych. You <laughs> know, you gotta have you gotta use something else. Right. You know, it's like. And I guess you have to use that first, and then the wrench because it breaks off or whatever. Yeah. So that's that's maybe their way to f- make sure you have the wrench before you move on. And,
1: and that that just goes back to another another point of the amount of backtracking in this game was something new to me. Like as a general rule in a game, you're always progressing forward, but in this game, it always seemed like you had. You would take two steps forward and one step back. You know, you're constantly mm-hmm. going back to, you know, you get an item that you have to go back to use to progress. You know what I'm saying? It, yep. it, it's, it, what, what, what did you say, 99? It was just, it was a, a almost, yeah, it came out in 99. Almost a totally new concept at the time to, to do that. You're you're constantly yes. walking around picking up items, but you don't know what they're for, and then you get yeah. you get to the subway and you need an electric cable. It's like oh, well, I, I either remember picking that up or I don't remember picking it up. Yeah, but but it's every every item had a purpose.
0: Yeah, so you would always pick it up. You would never you know if you had inventory space. But if you don't know the progression of what you need first, you're going to run out of inventory space, and it's like, oh, do you want to pick up this blue gem? And you're like, yeah, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> I inventory. Yeah. So you got to just remember where it is, and then um, go dump some stuff in the in the box by the where you save it in the save room, because all those boxes are. In or, or, you know, you put it in one box; it'll be in every box, and go back and get it. Um, so you, like you said, if you run up on something say we need a blue cable, you know you either have it in the box or you don't, but you don't you're carrying stuff that you think you need. I mean, if you find a blue cable and nothing else, you're like, okay, well, I gotta use this blue cable somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so you're just running around trying to figure out where do you need to use it. If you've picked up a ton and this happens all the time in Resident Evil is you pick up a ton of stuff and you're you know you might pick up Resident Evil 2 had this I know um, where you could pick up some stuff you didn't need for a while. And you could really just leave it there and come back and get it later if you knew the game. But, uh, you know, just pick it up and put it in your box. So that way I don't need it. But, you know, you try to keep your ink ribbons in your box so that when you find us because it's kind of the box and the little typewriter, are you always almost always in the same room? <clears throat> I don't remember on Resident Evil 3 particularly where they're not, but in Resident Evil 2 there was a couple to where they just had a typewriter there and no box. And it's like, dude, why would you do that, man? Cause now I either got to pick, and I think they had ink ribbons there. I got to pick up these ink ribbons and waste my inventory space just to save it, uh, or don't save. You know, like why? Why would? You, why do you make that part of the challenge? You know, of saving the game as part of the challenge of the game. And I you think know, that's got to save just a every
2: time you come to that typewriter. You got to save. <laughs> yeah, because you're about to run into something.
1: That that's that that's that's just the the modern uh, evolution of gaming. Is if you have the opportunity to save. Something's about to go down. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, what yeah, I'm always. saying? Always, and, and, and that—that's—that's that's what um, in God of War, it was a. Uh, yeah, he it was
0: all your HP and MP. Then he knows something's about to happen. It, it, it,
1: it was very useful. A quick save is very, very useful, but yeah. it, it also takes something away from the game too, because you knew in Resident Evil you are constantly progressing toward some a place you could save. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, you, yeah. if, if you know there's a save point ahead, you'll go balls to the wall on this uh, Nemesis with a sh- with grenade launcher. You'll use every single one of your rounds just to get to that save point. But if you know you can just quick save here and just do whatever you want to, it changes the way you play the game.
0: Well, I like the quick save option that they, they've kind of figured out a way to get around it to where the quick save, you know, it's not a real save. In other words, you, you load it up, you're right there. You can't restart the game. That quick save is going to go away. Uh, That's just for you to use. If you have to get off the game for whatever reason, real quick to go do whatever. And I like that aspect of it. And I like this, the save states to where, uh, save states, the wrong word. That's more of a, that's actually a real thing, but where you just kind of put the PlayStation or you can do it on Switch, too. Just put it to rest. Just push the button and turn it off. Yeah. And then when you come back, you just turn it back on. It's right where you left yeah. off.
1: You just, to appeal to the, the, the community that's our age, that has a life, that has responsibilities, you can't expect those people to not be able to put the game down at the drop of a hat. You know, yeah, and and to and to totally negate all the progress you've made—that's just—it's not reasonable. Yeah, and sure, people are going to abuse it, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Are you going to get the uh, Resident Evil Two remake? It's coming out January twenty fifth. What system? Did you even own any of the Resident Evil? You didn't ever Re- Resident
1: Evil Three is the only one I've ever played. Okay. And um. and I loved it to death, but I just, I never uh never picked up another one. I think it was, what, yeah. well, you know how sometimes, sometimes things happen to you at the perfect time in your life, and you just embrace it, and then you move on. Yeah. It was kind of, <laughs> I remember beating my head against the wall, playing Resident Evil 3 at Jones, Just like, you know, this was in the the infancy of the internet. You know, dial-up was available, but we didn't have it in the dorms. Nobody had it. Yeah, we
0: didn't even have internet. We didn't even think about it. Nobody had it. That's weird to think about nowadays. Nobody
1: had a cell phone. So if you got stuck, you just quit playing. And watching that long playthrough, I remember every point I got to in that game that I just put it down. You know, I can't, I can't figure this out. I don't know what to do. And, uh, I kind of missed that because I played through God of War and I, I tried and I, I successfully beat the game without ever looking up spoilers or or anything on the internet. But when I got to that Valkyrie Queen, I was like, I need some help. You know what I'm saying? It's like... I want to finish the game and I can't do it with my own body of knowledge. So. Uh,
0: well, you think about Resident Evil 2. I played that. So a lot of times I just try to get into a game and get um, just kind of absorbed into the game. And so Resident Evil 2, I did that. You know, I'm just sitting in my room at home at my parents' house and just playing the game. Well, like I said, Iceman dropped off Resident Evil 3. And so we played that one. It's a community game, you know, because y'all's room was always like that. It was always open. People were always showing up. And so that's a different experience for me to have to sit there and play a game, especially one like that where you save it. Man, I hope nobody comes in here and plays it and messes it up, you know, or deletes it or whatever. But, I mean, nobody ever did. But um, but to your point, with no internet, no cell phones, nothing, me and you and whoever was just kind of in there trying to figure this thing out, and that's what I think. Remember the most fondly about this game is just everybody sitting there, maybe drinking a beer and just, uh, just, just gaming out, you know, till for for whatever. It's in the, in the after school, you know, after after uh, classes are over just in that afternoon, and just kind of hanging out and trying to figure it out. So,
1: so suddenly, somebody remembers that they uh, they picked up a a wrench, like. Yeah, what, remember that wrench? Way back in the game, and it's sitting in that inventory box, and and you need it. You know, it, it's
0: like it's like what is this? Uh, what is this flashing right here? And you're like, I don't, I can't tell. It's just all pixelated graphics, and you're like, wait a minute, didn't you just pick up a? Didn't you, don't you remember seeing that little fire uh, crowbar? And i You look around the the environment. Hey, there's like some fireman stuff hanging there. You know, like so that's what you got to use. You know, that's how you had to figure this stuff out.
1: And, and and that that's essentially what's going on now. Just it's on a much larger scale. You, yeah. You know, it's, as soon as a game these days, when a game releases, inevitably somebody in the world is going to stay up all night and beat that game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? because
0: uh, yeah. uh, uh, you can get a lot of credit for it now, posting it yeah. on social media.
2: And... Well, I mean, take take Destiny and their raids for one. Uh, everybody tries to be the world's first to do the raids. You know, that's a big deal. Yep. I mean, Dest Bungie posts that. You know, whatever group beats it, they post it on their face on their pages all over, blast them out saying these six guys, you know, six gamers are the world's first. I mean, that's a big that, that's a big thing to have that no- a notary and with the you know, with internet now, you get all that. I mean, look at Fortnite with the guy, Ninja, that plays all the time. He's got all that notoriety for playing the game.
1: And if if yeah. if, 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 if that's something you have a whole lot of stock in, you know, that's <laughs> that, 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 that's big time.
0: Like figuring it out with my friends. They don't have that anymore. And like you said, man, we're all grown up now, families and jobs and responsibilities. So you don't really get to sit down on the couch You know, and and play video games. It's just kind of funny sometimes. You think about, hey, you you know, I got three kids, you know, over here, wife, and they get off work, and I have coach come over, and we just sit here and play video games all day (laughs) until dinner. And they say, "Hey, you got to go home, man. You can't stay for dinner this night." It's just so (laughs) weird. It's like we're kids, you know. But uh, you know, you know, that don't happen now. But
1: it's it's just a different. It's a different medium of entertainment, you know. it's like say. 20, 30 years ago, our dads would get together and watch Monday night football. Now now we get together and play video games. And and, and, it's somewhere along the lines, it got a bad rap. Like somehow people that play video games are, you know, not productive citizens. But it's just, (laughs) it's just, how is it any different? I, I like to think that I, I'm more engaged playing video games than I am watching friends reruns. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> well, of course, but
0: you that's what that's what you gotta hear that last smooth ramblings I did with Nick Thimianos. I get into this. I tried to time. I
1: tried I tried to listen to it and it sparked out about halfway through and I couldn't finish oh,
0: really? it. Um I've listened to the whole thing. It's not with the it's not with the download, it's something with that. I guess what you were listening to but yeah, that's toward the end. We talk about that where it says something about compulsive video game playing could be a mental disorder. And I'm like, everything that's compulsively done could be a mental disorder. Why are we singing on out video games? And I get into this yeah. whole thing about it, man. And it's just like, you know, if the guy compulsively goes fishing every day, every afternoon, <laughs> nobody cares. But if he plays video games, two hours, some, then some, he's...
1: something's wrong with him.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, but just just let's check that out, and you'll you'll hear that all about it. Somebody wrote an article about it. But,
1: maybe, um, maybe maybe I need to download it instead of trying to stream it. Because yeah, it could have been some. Just hit, what were you streaming it off of? Podbean, like I think. Spotify
0: or Podbean. Uh, yeah. I think so. Um, well, anyway, Resident Evil Three, guys, if you want to play it, it's available on PlayStation, Dreamcast, Windows, and GameCube. Uh, PlayStation, it's, it's, it's probably kind of a little expensive for a game now. And I'm gonna guess about twenty bucks. I want to see what it is now while we're talking about it real quick.
2: Mm, I thought I saw see. it for ish dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was that much when I wanted to play it back in the day. If you look at the PlayStation, it's probably gonna be the cheapest version. Let's see here. Yeah, you can get it for twenty bucks if that's just the disc though. So you start getting into with the uh, without the disc, you're looking at thirty bucks, like you're saying and you know I got this game before I was actually collecting so I got just the disc you can get it on a PSP PS Vita and this kind of stuff not PSP PS Vita
2: yeah I got it it, you know uh, heck I've seen some people trying to ask $200 for it yeah probably sealed or whatever But, but yeah that one is that one is sealed so
0: but anyway yeah the Resident Evil 2 I just want to touch on this real quick and then we can close this thing down here Resident Evil 2 remake if you're interested in this um, it's coming out January 25th I'm actually interested in this thing um, they've, they've changed it up to kind of give it more of the over the shoulder controls like off of Final uh, off of Final Fantasy, off of uh, Resident Evil 4 and so uh, and Resident Evil 5 and 6 so that's kind of their new thing to make it better controlled one thing I do like is they make it now where you pull your gun up you have the reticle and then it starts to shrink to make it more accurate you know what I'm talking about if you kind of sit still it shrinks down Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that that's supposed to be really cool. Actually, people think they don't like it, but it actually makes it more, you know, more intense, more rewarding when you get a headshot and so on and so forth. But supposedly they've taken more enemies out and made it more horror driven. Uh, they don't do the two stories that cross over now. They do have the two stories in there, but it's like two separate stories. They're saying so. It's going to be pretty good, man. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it. I yeah. just want to see how good it's going to. Tie into the original one,
2: and from what I read, it's a full blown remake. It's not just a remaster. It's a full blown oh, remake. Yeah. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah. So 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 make sure that when you go into it, don't think of it. Oh, I'm getting to replay Resident Evil 2. No, it's a full blown remake of Resident Evil 2. Kind of like what the remake of Final Fantasy 7. Maybe it will be one day. You know,
1: <laughs> that, that 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 was one of the things I wrote down. That was a a, a an issue worth addressing was how often in Resident Evil three you were shooting and you couldn't see what you were shooting at. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It was off the screen because of how the camera snapped around behind you. Yep. And and you just like you knew it was there but you couldn't see it.
0: And, but the game still registers it too. That's what's crazy. You can still shoot stuff oh, off you screen can, or blow up stuff kill off it, screen. And kill it.
1: But but it but it, it kind of took away from your uh, well what would I call it uh your input into the game that you're just yeah. you're standing in the general direction of something and kill you know killing it. That's but
0: you know that was back in the day they that was just kind of the thing, especially with the Resident Evil. You knew that was the thing. All these dogs are coming. They're coming from that direction. Just start firing off, yeah. popping off in that direction. But you know, and look at. The game that immediately comes to mind is uh, uh, Shadows of the Empire on uh, N64. Yes. And so you're running around with your control stick, and that moves you and everything. And it's it's just so awkward the way the game kind of controls. But man, you just look at anywhere, and your dude will shoot, you know, everywhere up, down, (laughs) left, and it's going to hit the enemy. It's just guesses where you're trying to shoot, and it'll shoot the enemy from anywhere.
1: you, you, You like to feel like you have more. Input more control, uh, what, what, yeah. what, whatever game it is you're playing. I think that that's part of the appeal of, of Monster Hunter is rather than just attack, hit, hit, hitting an attack button, you're directing your weapon toward a specific, you know, uh, almost as if you were swinging it yourself.
0: It really shows you how far games have come. And there's an argument to be made about, um, is the difficulty part of, you know, the fun factor. In other words, does the challenge make the game, you know, because you have to dedicate enough time to it or whatever, because these games now you're going to finish a game. And if you buy a game, you're going to finish it eventually. And maybe dark souls and these kind of things are kind of coming back and they're a little bit different now, but, um, you know, Resident Evil 6, you'll finish the game. It's, you know, you'll finish That's back. That's a 360 game, but God of War, you'll finish the game. You can go through the story pretty easily and miss all the extra stuff. So it's kind of redesigned this whole thing. Um, instead of just sometimes you get it, and if you're not good enough, if you don't play it enough, you're not going to finish it. And I know there's some real challenging games out there. A lot of times it's stuff like, you know, I don't, I'm not counting like Super Meat Boy and these type of games like that, where it's, the whole point is to make it difficult, but the experience overall, the story and everything that you might not, might not experience back in the day that you do now.
1: Well, that, 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 that reminds me of something else I wrote down. One more thing I want to mention about Resident Evil three is um, in the game, there'll be, there'll be a a cutscene where it says, do you want to, uh,
0: yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Attack the nemesis or do you want to jump off the bridge? And nowadays, yeah. every game seems to be like you have to press X really fast, press Y really fast, press triangle really yeah. fast, press circle really fast. And if you fail, you just do it all over again. You know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> yeah. it, it's kind of like Simon Says. And it, it's, yeah. it's not really challenging. I, I've noticed it a lot in the, the Tomb Raider games. It's like it's it's really rewarding if you get it right the first time. Yeah. But if you don't. The, the challenge is gone.
0: it's. A, I, see. I think that's going to be one of the things in the future that they're going to kind of do away with. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be part of the game experience that falls off as those quick time events that you just push the button. Unless it's random every time. But
1: I, I, I didn't know exactly what it was called, but yeah. I, well,
0: they took them out of God of War. Yeah. You know, you used to, when your enemy starts blinking, you run up to them, and then you have to push the sequence of events to kill the monster, the boss, or whatever. Now you just get to sit back and watch the killing, which is cool.
1: Yeah.
0: So, but anyway, uh, that'll about do it for this one. Um, Resident Evil three overall, I think it was a pretty good game. Uh, I really like the Resident Evil series and I kind of like the new ones too. So, uh, don't hate me if you're an old school, but I started mine with, uh, Resident Evil two. And so that's, that's kind of where I started this deal. I'll, I'll, but,
1: I'll, I'll definitely check out that rebate.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be pretty good, man. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah. Clear
2: closing thoughts? Uh, just remember, guys, we got the two, uh, uh, the two, two uh, contests going on. One for the NES Mini, one for the Pop. Uh, remember, go back, listen in the podcast, and see what the secret word is for the podcast so you can get a chance at uh, winning your NES Mini. And just to give you a little help, I'm going to throw the hint out there for you um looking at marvel and star wars so there's your little hint for the uh (laughs) for the pop
0: so just the answer
2: i just want to throw that out there so that way it's (laughs) that that way it's out there all you got to do is respond back to me with uh which two uh what type of pops i collect and there you go wow all right
1: I, i i gotta throw my my little political uh input into the podcast <laughs> since I'm here oh gosh <laughs> but D- D- Disney has disowned the director of uh, Galaxy 3 uh, of uh, yep. Guardians of the Galaxy because he made a a tweet that hinted at ped- pedophilia like 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> so take that for what it's worth but uh, just in, in this day and age you know pick your pick your words carefully because somebody's always exactly somebody's always watching.
2: And if you post it on the internet, it's there forever. It's there forever.
1: It's written in ink. Count on it.
2: <clears throat> you mean they still they still write stuff? <laughs>
0: no, you don't remember on uh, the Facebook or what was that social network where his girlfriend goes. You posted it on the internet, Mark. It's not ri- it's not something you can take away. It's not written in pencil. It's written in ink something <laughs> like that and i was like what's
1: well, not it's on the internet it's <laughs> not written in so, anything so, so, somebody somewhere is taking a screenshot of it yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: well cool all right coach appreciate you being here man it, thanks for joining us yeah, thank you for the input
1: I, enjoyed it good to see you guys all right. all
0: right well thanks for listening we will
1: have another one out for you later all right. take care guys peace out